Welcome to podcast 100 of the Trex and Sci-Fi Show. I think you will enjoy it. Rico will be along soon. Welcome, Trex in Sci-Fi listeners. This is Rico, and this, of course, is show 100. I'm really excited to be here today. Got a lot of people on the live webcam in the chat. It is Saturday, January 27th, 2007. Can't believe we made it to show 100. Yeah, you, you know, back in about show 40, 50 or so, I was kind of like, you know, no one's really listening to this. Let's just stop. But uh, you guys have really kept me going, and I think we're going to have a fun time today. Let's get rolling. As I said at the beginning, uh, I want to thank everyone for tuning in, downloading, or being on the webcam uh, live with me today. This, of course, like I said, is show podcast number 100, and it's going to be a little different kind of a show. We're not going to go through an episode or a TV show or a movie, any of that. I've got uh, quite a bit to cover. It's probably going to go a little longer than normal. I'm going to have some uh, contests, some live contest giveaways to the people that are I almost want to say studio audience, but that's not quite right. The people that are on the internet chat, uh, you know, who would have thought 50 years ago that this kind of technology would be available? I think it's just great. Uh, kind of brings uh, a lot of people together that would never have a chance to meet, really. And it's, you know, between the emails, the forums, and, and all the contact that I've had over the past 100 podcasts, it's it's really been amazing. And I've made a lot of good friends and I really, really enjoyed it. It's one of the things that um, I really wanted to do when I started this podcast is try to meet other people that are interested in Star Trek and other sci-fi shows and just kind of like, you know, make everyone feel like there's one kind of group out there that enjoys these kind of things just like they do. Um, probably getting a little too deep uh, to begin with. So let, let's just give you an overview of what we're going to do on the show this week. To begin with, I want to go over a little bit about where we've... Uh, come from, how the show has progressed over the past 100 shows. I got a couple little audio um, uh, compilations, is that the right word, or uh, little audio mashups, you could call it, uh, put together to play for you. 
and we're going to do that first. Then the main part of the show is going to be about, I had asked for the past few weeks uh, for people to send in audio about uh, what Star Trek means to uh, to each of them, you know, what it's really meant to them, how it's affected maybe their lives, what, maybe it's just a form of entertainment, what, whatever they think. And I've got a lot of... Uh, of audio about that, probably about a dozen to play, and we're going to go through them all. And I, I really enjoyed hearing them, and I think everyone else that uh, tunes into the podcast will enjoy them as well. Uh, what else? Then we're going to talk a little bit about the future. I've got a few uh, new things I want to try this year uh, in 2007. Give you a little preview for some things coming up on the podcast, and some other information and news about. I think that. Um, you'll enjoy hearing about, and we'll make the podcast even better than it's been. So hopefully that gives you an idea of what, what we have in the show. Oh, and then more towards the end. Actually, I'll probably do one about in the middle of the podcast and one towards the end. We're going to have a couple of uh, trivia kind of challenges. Uh, I think they're both uh, eh, fairly difficult questions, but I didn't want to make them too, uh, too easy. And this is going to be directly for the people that are in the chat. These will be uh, questions for them to answer as fast as they possibly can, which kind of takes the whole like Googling and Internet uh, out of the picture. You really have to know uh, know Star Trek uh, particularly for these questions, and I think it'll be fun. I did this before uh, on another live cast, and I think it was enjoyable, and I liked it. I got a couple of uh, fun prizes to give away for that. So, hey, you know what? Let's get started into the meat of the show. The first thing I want to play is I put together a little medley of uh, past uh, podcasts. This is just a, a series of uh, well audio from the various Star Trek episodes that I've gone over. Uh, mostly of the most of these, excuse me, are from. This is about. Uh, this is how I can't adjust in a live show. <laughs> I would normally cut the show right now and and then re-edit all my little fumbling of words out there, but you can't really do that right now, can you? So uh, Rico will just have to press on. Anyway, the uh, this medley that I put together is mostly for some of the earlier podcasts of Star Trek episodes that I covered and enjoyed doing. It's about two or three minutes long, and I'm going to play that for you right now. Star Trek melody of clips from past podcasts. We hope you enjoy this look back. Captain's log. No star date. <laughs> All right, Jimmy boy. If you don't get him to Vulcan within a week, eight days, it's the outside, he'll die. It is Captain James T. Kirk. Elborn. What? I can't change the laws of physics. Your bravery was tested, and you did not fight. I am Locutus, a Borg. Resistance is futile. They say there's no devil, Jim. But there is a... Right out of hell, I saw it! Speed dropping close to sublight. Hold your fire, Mr. Chico. Hiya, Jimmy boy. Hey, I've taken care of everything. Now all y'all got to do is just relax. Doctor's orders. In a month, you'll have as much in common with us as we'd have with a ship full of white mice. Well, I need a recommendation, Spock, not vague warning. Guinan says I died a senseless death in the other timeline. I didn't like the sound of that, Captain. I never thought to see your face again. Check off who is this man? Criminal captain. A product of late 20th century genetic engineering. Come! Come! I 
do the job I've been ordered to do to the best of my ability, sir. It is time. In every revolution, there's one man with a vision. From you, Data, you are fully functional, aren't you? Of course, but... How fully? In every way, of course. You fight for the attention, the admiration, the possession of women. If it's fighting that you want, you may have it. I bet he knows more about Dixon Hill than I do. Shall I tell him, sir? Invite him, Mr. Data. This is supposed to be a recreational activity. I can't survive without him. I don't want to take him back. He's like an animal. A thoughtless, brutal animal. Laddie, don't you think you should rephrase that? You're right. I should. He's so much more handsome in person. Those eyes. Kirk had quite the reputation as a ladies' man. Uh, not him. Spock. When my foster brother and I were of age, we entered Starfleet Academy. He hated it and returned to Galt. I stayed. You demonstrated the advanced trait of mercy. Something we hardly expected. We feel that there may be hope for your kind. Therefore, you will not be destroyed. It would not be civilized. Webster's 24th Century Dictionary, 5th edition, defines an android as an automaton made to resemble a human being. Scan the starship Excalibur, which you destroyed. Is there life aboard? No life. Because you murdered it. Why don't you tell me when those whales are leaving? Who are you? Who do you think I am? Don't tell me. You're from outer space. No, I'm from Iowa. I only work in outer space. Okay, there you have uh, just a lot of Star Trek uh, clips, mostly from the TV show, uh, TOS, TNG, and some of the movies. Uh, just kind of went through back uh, on all of uh, the audio clips that I collected. That was mostly, like I said, from the early uh, podcasts about the first 50 shows or so. I wanted to do a, uh, a full um, kind of compilation of, I can't say that word today, darn it. <laughs> uh I wanted to do all of the episodes, but it got a little lengthy. So I think I'm going to do another one maybe and, and play it for everyone uh, on next week's podcast. But that's uh, a group of clips, uh, some of my favorite uh, parts from different Star Trek episodes that I've covered uh, on the podcast so far, uh, along with uh, other ones, like I said, that I'll put together for next week's show. I've uh, It's been difficult to pick out the you know appropriate and, and episodes, best episodes, to choose between all the different Star Trek series. You know, when I first started the show, I was sticking mostly to the original series, and that was kind of my focus and what I, you know, that's been my favorite and what I wanted to uh, stick through, stick through, stick to, excuse me, uh, for the most part. But as time went on and more people became interested in the podcast, uh, wrote emails, joined the forums and that, I started getting a lot of uh, requests for other episodes from other series, and I realized that I was kind of neglecting a lot of that, especially Next Generation uh, and, and the later series as well. But I've tried to, in, in the recent uh, few months, try to blend in the other Star Trek series and, and coverage of those episodes as well as the original series still. It's it's a little tricky. You know, there's about, I don't know, 750 or so episodes of Star Trek out there, not counting the movies and so on. So uh, I've got a lot of good material to cover for the podcast for a long time to come. 
but it is still hard to uh, to decide each week which episode to to choose. Uh, on on that front, though, a little bit, I get a lot of input from people on the forums, and I do uh, welcome that, and I appreciate it. It really helps. Uh, I'm always open to suggestions about episodes to cover. Uh, sometimes I'll, I'll look at what people uh, happen to uh, suggest, or sometimes I'll just have one in mind that I want to cover for a particular reason for that week. But uh, like I said, always send the email uh, in and, and look at the forums or join up if you haven't already. Got a lot of great people there, a lot of new members in the last few months, and really good community and it's really helped uh help me meet you know kind of meet a lot of people and keep the podcast uh, flowing along uh it, it's a great uh resource for information for me let's see what else uh did i want to say here at this point i think uh you know if i didn't say it at the very beginning and i, I think i kind of did but uh, again just a big thanks to everyone that's uh been with the show whether you just started listening a few episodes back to the podcast, or you've been here, uh, like some of you from uh, the good old Betacast from the very beginning, to get to uh, 100 podcasts, I think is, well, I think it's a pretty big uh, step. There's not uh, a lot of shows out there. A lot of people start this, and, you know, they run a few episodes, run a few podcasts, and then eventually kind of dwindles out, and I I don't blame them. I can completely understand this. This is a, uh, it's a lot more uh, time and work than most people realize Especially, I think, and I'm not really patting myself on the back, or maybe I should, but uh, especially doing the show, this this kind of show that I do. It's not just a chat show. I have to do a lot of research, collect clips and things like that each week. Uh, I spend a good, probably a good half of the day on, on one day on the weekend doing the show. And uh, all I really want to say with regards to that is I enjoy doing it. And it's um, it's people that, uh, you know, email and just say they enjoyed the show or there was one particular uh, part of the show they enjoyed or, or something that I talked about that really hit home for them. Whatever it is, those are the kind of things that really help me keep uh, keep going with the show. I don't have any plans on stopping anytime soon unless Paramount or CBS uh, comes knocking on my Internet door and, and stops me. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, this is basically a completely voluntary, non-profit kind of thing. Yes, I do use some things from them. I do use some audio and that kind of stuff, but uh, I have a feeling they don't mind, uh, even if they know about me or not. So uh, we'll just leave that at that. I've got one other uh, medley put together for uh, Star Wars that I, I did, and I've, I haven't covered Star Wars quite as much on the podcast as I have, of course, Star Trek. And that's for... A number of reasons, just to give you guys some information. Uh, one of the things is mainly there are quite a few other really excellent Star Wars podcasts. And I think I've said this a few times. When I first started this show, Star Trek is is probably my my biggest favorite my uh, as far as sci-fi goes. And that's really what I wanted to do. And I wasn't sure how much to do on Star Wars. But, you know, when I looked at the Star Trek podcasts, I found them. Uh, there was kind of a lack of them out there, at least ones that I was enjoying. I tried several. And in Star Wars, though, there's some really excellent podcasts out there, and I've talked about those in the past. So I, I kind of said to myself, yeah, I'll hit on Star Wars once in a while when I feel like it, but that's not really going to be the main focus. So, But um, before I play that Star Wars medley, since I have a lot of these calls about what Star Trek uh, means to uh, the people that sent them in, I want to start playing a few of those. So let me pull one out here. Uh, the first one I'm going to play is from... Our very long-time listener, the moderator of the forums, Kenny, Kenny sent uh, in an audio comment about Star Trek and what it uh, what it means to him and how it's uh, affected him. So I'm going to play Kenny's comment for you right now. 
Hey Rico, it's Kenny from California. I just wanted to let you know why Star Trek has influenced my life and why I love it so much. I didn't start off liking Star Trek. Obviously, I was too young when it initially aired. Um, I do remember watching late night TV and seeing episodes of the original series. And I enjoyed it, but it, it didn't hook me. I was more of a Star Wars fan when I was younger. But I do remember seeing the motion picture, Star Trek the motion picture. And again, it didn't impress me. So it kind of put me off to Star Trek until Star Trek IV The Voyage Home. Uh, I saw that and I really, really enjoyed that. And it, it kind of ignited the, uh, the spark that was there for Star Trek. But it wasn't until The Next Generation started to premiere. Actually, I didn't see the first nine episodes of The Next Generation. I caught it midway through. But um, once I saw that, that was it. That was the turning point. That's where my true Trek love came from was The Next Generation. I think what appealed to me most about Star Trek, um, especially the next generation, was the positive outlook for the human race. Let's face it, the real world isn't in a positive place at the moment, and sci-fi and fantasy allows you to escape this world, to imagine a better place, and Star Trek was a, a good example of this. The other thing I love about sci-fi and fantasy is the fandom, especially Star Trek. You can be black, white, red, brown, gay, straight, male, female, it doesn't matter to Trek fans, and that's so rare in this world. There's so much bigotry and hatred, and to find a group of people who appreciate each other and accept each other for whoever you are. Most of my friends are Star Trek fans, and I couldn't imagine my life without them. Star Wars may have started my love for sci-fi and fantasy, but Star Trek has made me the geek I am today, and I wouldn't want it any other way. Star Trek has been a big part of my life for the past 20 plus years, and I hope it continues for many years to come. Congratulations, Rico, on 100 podcasts. Let's hope for 100 more. Kenny, 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 thanks so much for that uh, very heartfelt uh, uh, audio about what Star Trek has meant to you and affects you. I, I... Completely agree with what you had to say. Uh, great. Uh, and when you start running for president uh, in, in 2008, uh, I'll be voting for you because uh, I don't want to get into a political conversation at all on this show. But I, I think there's a lot of people that are in our uh, in positions of power, uh, not just in the United States, but around the world that could. Uh, I'd like to sit them in front of uh, a TV and show them a few episodes of Star Trek. And I think it would help them a lot. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Kenny, thanks so much for your uh, your audio. I want to play another one right now for you. This one is from uh, Pepper Dude on the forums. He has some comments for the 100th podcast. So here his uh, audio comments are. Hi, Rico. This is Jose, also known as Pepper Dude on the forums. You know, to me, Star Trek is that alternate universe in which I would love to live in. I remember back in middle school, I just became fascinated with the sheer vastness of space, the unimaginable number of galaxies and stars in the universe. And yet I also learned that the speed of light is just not fast enough. And this means that humans may never leave the solar system. And we may never meet any aliens if they actually do exist. If we do leave the solar system, it will most probably be a small number of people and it will take hundreds if not thousands of years to reach a hospitable planetary system. Also, if we're not alone in the universe, we may never meet 
aliens face to face, like it happens in every Star Trek episode. And that's just the beauty of Star Trek. One, warp speed is possible. Two, there are plenty of aliens, including the bad ones, which spices up the show. And three, humans invent the warp engine, therefore becoming part of this interstellar community. And Star Trek makes that reality come true. You know, the fact that humanity gets its act together, travels amongst the stars, exploring the universe, well, the galaxy, I should say, and interacting with other civilizations. And that's what Star Trek means to me, Rico. Thanks a lot, and keep it up. Thanks, Jose. Pepper Dude, thanks a lot for that. Uh, yeah, when you know, when I first watched Star Trek, the, the idea that they could go to these new planets every week was a little... Uh, you know, you had to kind of swallow that since the, you know, the, the vastness of the universe is, is, is pretty vast, pretty big. So it is uh, interesting to think about. Uh, I always think about it when I look up in the sky at night. It's uh, it's a big place out there, and there's definitely, uh, I, I have no doubts that there is a lot more life out there than we even can imagine. So thanks very much for that comment. Uh, I want to play one more here, uh, right now at least. This is from Darth Gaos, Gaios. I can never say that. This is from Joe on the forums from Darth uh, and his comments for the show. Hey, Rico. This is Joe in Spokane, Washington, also known as Darth Gaos on the Treks and Sci-Fi boards. I just wanted to say congratulations on 100 podcasts. Started off listening probably about number 40. I've caught up by now. You do a great job. Keep up the great work. And for the 100th podcast, you wanted to know what Star Trek meant to everybody. You know, it's funny nowadays. I hear a lot of people complain about how some of their sci-fi that they like watching isn't realistic enough. It's one of the reasons the new Battlestar Galactic is so popular, which I love, by the way. But some people now kind of look back at Star Trek and kind of complain about how everything was convenient. And everything, any, any solution, any problem, they used just some techno babble they made up and solved the problem. That was actually one of the things that endeared me to the series. Not only that, the series, there was... Each episode was an allegory, usually, for something going on in society today. And that's really what Star Trek meant to me. It was something that was fun to watch, but also kind of made you think. I just wanted to say, live long and prosper. Many more podcasts to come, I hope. And I'll be chatting with you guys on the boards. We'll see you later. Bye. Thanks a lot for that, Joe. I I, I also agree with what you have to say about uh, Trek, of course. Uh, yeah, you know, there, there's. I think there's a place for a, a gritty type show like Battlestar Galactica, and there's also a place for Star Trek out there. And I hope uh, when the movie comes out in 2008, it kind of reinvigorates things and another TV series is to follow. So thanks much for that. I've got a lot more uh, of these audio uh, calls to play as we move along with the show. But right now I'm going to play that Star Wars melody uh, that I talked about. This is some clips from the various films uh that I've done podcasts on so far for Star Wars. So listen to this. Uh, it's about the same length or so of the last one that I did for Star Trek. So stay tuned here. This comes for Star Wars fans. And now a Star Wars melody of clips from past podcasts. May the Force be with you. Somewhere in space, this may all be happening right now. 20th Century Fox and George Lucas, the man who brought you American graffiti, now bring you an adventure unlike anything on your planet. Star Wars. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. 
What is it? It's your father's lightsaber. This is the weapon of a Jedi Knight. Not as clumsy or random as a blaster. An elegant weapon for a more civilized age. The circle is now complete. When I left you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. Only a master of evil, Darth. Use the Force, Luke. Let go, Luke. The Force is strong in this one. Luke, trust me. Ben? You will go to the Dagobah system. Dagobah system? There you will learn from Yoda, the Jedi Master who instructed me. What are you doing? You're not actually going into an asteroid field. They'd be crazy to follow us, wouldn't they? You don't have to do this to impress me. I love you. I know. I'll never join you! If you only knew the power of the dark side, Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough! Where am I? Jabba's palace. Who are you? Someone who loves you. Jabba, this is your last chance. Free us or die. I feel the good in you. The conflict. There is no conflict. You couldn't bring yourself to kill me before, and I don't believe you'll destroy me now. Take your father's place at my side. Never. I'll never turn to the dark side. You failed, Your Highness. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. All right, well, I hope you enjoyed that little look or listened to uh, some different clips from Star Wars and the films that I've enjoyed. Uh, I've talked about them a lot in the past on different podcasts. Uh, You know, just as much as Star Trek is an influence for me, at least, Star Wars was as well. I I was at the movies when they first premiered. Uh, I can distinctly remember, I don't know if I talked about this when I did my Empire Strikes Back podcast, but I can distinctly remember seeing Empire, especially out on opening night, I had to go to a very late show for that. And it was about an 11 o'clock at night show. And I was really sick at the time. I had a really bad uh, cold, I think. 
and I was uh, it was almost surreal the experience. But anyway, I just wanted to play that. Uh, I'm going to still continue to try to keep the podcast both uh, Star Trek and Star Wars oriented, but it'll always be a little bit more heavy on the Star Trek side of things, just because, like I said, there's so many other great Star Wars podcasts out there, and kind of want to let them uh, take uh, that end of things more. So uh, let's go on and play some more calls from a listener, some more audio. These are great so far. Really, uh, really was happy with what came in. And I'm going to play another one. Let's see who's up uh, on the list. This one is from uh, Peter, uh, who's Wazdin Man. I'm not sure if I'm saying that Wazd Man on the forums. Peter, this is your uh, audio call in about the uh, Star Trek influence in your life. Hey Rico, this is Peter, uh, otherwise known as the Wasp Man on the forums. The earliest memory I have of watching Star Trek is with my parents in the early 90s watching TNG as a little kid. Since then, I've always dreamt of exploring the stars just like the crew of the Enterprise. That show shaped who I am today, it gave me interest in science, and now I'm on track to becoming an astronomer. Well, in 10 years or so, if all goes well. So Star Trek to me has always been an inspiration. It's been about hope for a better future, and as a kid, it really ignited my imagination to all the possibilities. Of course, as a kid, I also uh, enjoyed the special effects more than anything else, maybe second to uh, the inspiration, inspirational factor. But uh, nowadays, now that I actually have been inspired, I would say that I like Star Trek a lot more because of the character interactions, the drama, and all that great stuff. Well, what can I say, Rico? I'm just another future scientist that's been inspired by Star Trek. Kind of makes you wonder what would have happened if it had never aired in the first place. Hmm. Maybe. Because no one was inspired by Star Trek, it would have led to World War, World War Three, 1992, Con Union. Oh my god! God, Gene Roddenberry's actually from the future, and he traveled back through time to create Star Trek to inspire us to prevent World War III. Whoa. Sorry, got a little off topic there. Uh, just ignore my ramblings, they happen from time to time. So, anyway, in conclusion, I'd just like to say that I love the show, Rico, and uh, congrats on your 100th episode. It's quite an achievement. So, uh, I'll keep listening and hope to hear another 100. Bye. Thanks, Peter. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, Gene Roddenberry was kind of, uh, a, a, I don't know, sort of prophetic uh, in a way about what he came up with when you think about it. Uh, you know, all the different uh, characters from different areas of the world uh, coming together uh, on the bridge of the Starship Enterprise, working together towards uh, a better future. Uh, I really believe in that. I really think that that's the way things can be. And I think that's eventually the way, or um, I hope that's eventually the way we'll get to. Uh, it's going to take time. There, you know, people uh, take a lot of time to change sometimes, but it's uh, we will get there. And thanks a lot for that call, Peter. Let's see who's up next here on the list. Let's play. Uh, got one from uh, uh, Rick in Vegas. I don't think uh, he's on the forums, so this is his call about Star Trek and influences on him. Hey, Rico, it's uh, Rick from Las Vegas. Um, just calling to say congratulations on the 100th show. That's awesome. I've been listening to you from the beginning. You have an awesome uh, podcast. 
I listen to it every week, sometimes twice a week. Um, Star Trek has meant a lot to me my whole life. I've really enjoyed the, uh, the original episodes and The Next Generation, uh, and of course all the other series and the movies. But beyond the shows and beyond the movies, um, it, the philosophy is what has really got me hooked to Star Trek. The fact that, you know, Gene Roddenberry was basically saying that in the future, we, human beings will still be here. And just a positive outlook on, on how humans are going to interact with the rest of the, the galaxy or, you know, aliens and other planets and everything else. Um, and that's, you know, to me, that's that's the best part of Star Trek is the philosophy and the conventions and meeting people that feel the same way I do about Star Trek. Um, and that's all i got to say. And uh, congratulations, and keep it up. Thanks. Yeah, the guys, everyone on the uh, on the chat screen were mentioning how many Ricks are uh, sort of a part of this uh, podcast and website. We've got a lot of them on the forums. My real name is Rick. It's... Uh, it's not Richard, actually. Birth certificate says Rick. Uh, I think I've said this story before, but uh, I started using Rico for the podcast uh, because uh, several people that I worked with started calling me that. And, and it kind of stuck, and I kind of liked it in a way, just because there weren't a lot of other Ricos around where I was working, and it was less confusing. You know, you run into a lot of Richards, Ricks, and stuff like that, but uh, Rico was a little more unusual. So uh, I started, I kind of used it for the podcast, and I, I like that, but uh, thanks for your comments, Rick. Uh, I appreciate that, and let's go on to another one. The next one I want to play for everyone, this is uh, a little longer, but there's two people involved in this particular uh, audio uh, call-in or uh, audio file that they sent in. This is from uh, Angela and Jen on the forums. They sent a uh, sort of tag team, uh, is that the right way to put it? They, they teamed up on this audio call about uh, Star Trek and what it means to them, and I think it really came out good. One thing I want to mention about the audio, though, and I, I'm not sure if they did this on purpose, which it's kind of a neat effect, and I'm not sure if it'll come through when I re-encode it for the podcast, but it sounds like they each were in a different channel, uh, left for one of them and right for the other when they recorded the call or, or this audio. So if you notice that when you listen to it, that's uh, nothing wrong with your, as they say, nothing's wrong with your equipment or anything on your end, but that's the way they did it. So anyway, without any further ado, here's Angela, Archangela on the forums, and Jen about Star Trek. Hi, this is Jen from the forums. And this is Angela, Archangela from the forums. And we just wanted to uh, send Rico a message to wish him a happy 100th episode. Yay! Hi, Rico. Hello. Well, what does Trek mean to us? Is that the topic of the... um, Yes. This is what Trek means to us. Yes. Go ahead. Well, where were you when the Rathacon came out? Is that the first one you saw? I think you mentioned that earlier. Yes. We were having this conversation earlier, and it was the first adult movie that my parents took me to, and I was very excited because I was going to the movies, and I was a very girly girl, and I have no idea why my father thought that it would be a good idea to take me to a Trek movie, but it was awesome, and I went to every single one after that and was very excited to see uh, TNG when it came out. The day that TNG first went on the air, 
I was sitting in front of my TV set or, well, the family TV set. I had taken it over because I was going to watch this and I fell in love with it. And Star Trek has been just so important to me since then and bond with my father as well. Now, wait a minute. You said your your dad brought you and you're not sure why? Now, yes, I wasn't sure why. Aren't you the oldest yes. child in your family? And your little brother wasn't born yet. Either he wasn't born or just born. So this is a pretty easy one to figure out because I'm the oldest and I have a little brother too. And he wasn't born when my dad introduced me to sci-fi. So that pretty much solves the... Uh, did you see Wrath of Khan in the theaters too? Yes, I did. And the bugs in the ears freaked me out. The bugs in the ears are the creepiest part. Yeah. But it was a memorable experience because I even remember what I wore. I mean, I have a very vivid memory of all of it and I'm... No, the most important awesome. thing is how important Star Trek yes, is to me. Yes, Star Trek. Now, my dad introduced me to Star Trek, as we just mentioned, uh-huh. you know, about our fathers. And um, I think it started out as just an excuse to stay up late with dad. Uh-huh. And uh, slowly, slowly but surely, I began to really like it. Um, I identified most with Spock for some reason. I don't know why. I think it was the pointy ears. Um, maybe. And I, you know, I learned to do the Vulcan... I can do it. And sign yes, me too. You can't see us right now, but we're both doing it. <laughs> Live long and prosper. Yeah. But um, anyhow, um, yeah, Star Trek was very important to me early on because it was a, a time I got to bond with my dad. And, me too. And um, over time, I mean, there was this large gap, you know, that Star Wars filled for me. And then TNG came on mm-hmm. and I uh, was in eighth grade, which was junior high for me. And I remember the first time I saw it, the first impression I had was, that guy has some awesome sunglasses. <laughs> Jordy. And that would be Jordy's visor. But, um, yeah, I, I really liked the visor. And um, I don't know why, but that was the hook for me. Because I, I guess that's important for junior high kids at the time, you know, to be cool. Cool sunglasses. But uh, over time, I think maybe it was Data I most identified with on that show. Data is probably my and, favorite and character. And I talked about this on, on the um, the forums, too, that... Um, as an adolescent, I think data really, you know, helped me out because at that time you feel kind of awkward and you're experimenting. You're just becoming sentient. Yes. You're experimenting with emotions and they're all wild and crazy and they don't make sense. And, and I guess your, your first love happens, you know, at about that time. And, and that, you know, data had obviously, I think it was in the first episode. Uh, a first love, which was Tasha Yar. Yes. Uh, yeah. But anyhow, you know, he said things that weren't appropriate <laughs> sometimes, but, um, and they were not always funny um, to other people, but, mm-hmm. you know, to the audience, it was hilarious. But anyway, yeah, I, I loved Star Trek and I continue to like it. Yes. So. Um, also, I think most importantly for us being, um, talking to you together is that probably one of the reasons we became friends is because of Star Star Trek. Trek. And our guys are here for moral support. Hello. (laughs) Now, they are not podcast listeners yet. We have not coaxed them to the dark side, but we're working on it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This is it. Happy 100th. Yeah. Happy 100th, Rico. Bye, Rico. Bye. Okay, you two definitely need to do a podcast together. Uh, I just uh, really enjoyed hearing that. It's always great to uh, hear from uh, the female side of the geek uh, land out there. 
And I think that really helps, uh, you know, the Star Trek in general has been kind of a guy oriented thing. I've gone to a lot of Star Trek conventions and I'd say on average, oh, I'd say maybe three quarters or even more are guys and, and one quarter women at the, at the show. And it's great to hear in, in, from other um, fans of Trek that are women get their perspective on things. It was neat. I'd hear about the, that your dads were uh, a big influence and that you saw some of the earlier films at the theater and that, that really kind of kicked you into gear on, on Trek in general. It's, um, it's interesting to me, you know, I grew up with the original episodes and so it's hard for me to, you know, think about learning about Trek the first time in like a movie theater, but, uh, and, and then one comment I enjoyed, I, I have a really good memory when it comes to when I see films too, especially those that I've really liked over the years. And I'm not sure, I think it was Angela that said, you know, she could even remember what she was wearing when she saw the movie. And, and I have, uh, I can't remember sometimes what happened a couple of weeks ago, but I can remember details like that about uh, movies and even special um, episodes on television, like when the final episode of TNG aired. I can remember that day real, real well in my mind. So thanks so much, Jen and Angela. And, and you know, you got to do your own podcast, pick a subject, whether it's geek stuff or something else and, and get it out there. It's a lot of fun and, you know, give it a shot at least. Uh, I think you definitely have both good rapport together and good voices for doing that. So just an idea, but uh, I'll, I'll warn you, once you get sucked into the whole podcast thing, it's, uh, it's hard to say no or stop to the thing. So uh, let's go on. We got another uh, comment here. We're going to play one from uh, a fairly newer member on the forums. This is from Kiozin. He's from the UK. So here's a little British take on Star Trek. Here you go. Hello there, Rico. I'm Tricks and Sci-Fi. It's Matt here, who's Kiozen from the forums. Firstly, congratulations on episode 100. It's a great achievement. Now, what Star Trek means to me? Well, really, it was uh, my introduction into sci-fi in general. I was introduced to Next Generation when it first came out. I must have been about eight years old. My grandparents introduced me. I didn't even know what sci-fi was at the time, but I knew what I liked, and I knew I liked what I was watching. So it led me on to other things. I ended up watching Deep Space Nine and Voyager. Liking Voyager more initially, but I ended up getting a lot more into Deep Space Nine. Um, and I started watching other sci-fis and reading sci-fi books. So without Star Trek, I guess the world would be deprived of one more geek. Anyway, that's enough for now. I shall see you at episode 200, and uh, have a good one. Bye-bye. Thanks very much for that, uh, Kiozin from the forums. Uh, it, that Star Trek and song, though, I, you know, I think I I've heard that once or twice, but not very uh, much. You have to send me an email with details on that. I have to find that somewhere. I, I know I've heard it before, but uh, it's pretty funny. I appreciate uh, appreciate you putting the music in the background too. That that's kind of neat. Uh, I didn't know at first what it was that you were going to play when it starts out with sort of those trumpets, but. Uh, thanks very much for that. And, and Keo, uh, for those out there on the forums or other listeners, Keo's starting up a uh, sort of uh, an online RPG type game set in the Trek universe on the forums in the members only section. So there's another reason to sign up uh, for the Treks in Sci-Fi forums at TrekSF or TreksInSciFi.com. There's a little another plug for the forums. A lot of, like I said uh, earlier on, 
a lot of great people on there now. And we're, like I said, going to be starting up this sort of RPG type game online uh, where we're all going to uh, pretend to have our own little ship and things like that. So, but it's all in good fun. And you know what? I turned that phone off. I swear I did. So uh, sorry about that, everyone. If you could hear that. I turned off the ringer on the headset, but I guess, uh, or, or on the phone itself, but not on the little box that it plugs into. Ah, eh, technology. Who who can figure this stuff out? So let's uh, let's see who we have it next. Uh, I think we're going to play Rick uh, Moyer. This is Moyer777 from the forums. He's got uh, an audio call for us about Star Trek for the 100th episode of Treks in Sci-Fi. So here's Rick's and another Rick with some comments about Trek. Hi, Rico. This is Rick Moyer from Aberdeen, and I just wanted to let you know uh, what Star Trek has meant to me. Uh, say happy 100th podcast. How cool is that? I just want to say Star Trek has been a real bright spot in my life because, well, it challenges me to think of the future in a positive way. Uh, I think the original series was really thought-provoking. All the series has been really fun. We've watched every one of them. I like them all, but I think Next Generation with Picard and his crew is probably my favorite. It's a fantastic look into everyday lives that made life an adventure. And even though the show was set in the future, I think it dealt with things that we deal with every day. And, of course, I think the writers were able to pique our interest and teach us about history through the hobbies of the crew, you know, through the holodeck and human and alien interaction. It was really fun. I've also appreciated how much Star Trek has stayed family-friendly over the years. You know, my kids and I really enjoy it together, with a very few exceptions. Uh, in fact, many of the things in Star Trek episodes were conversation starters at our house. Uh, we'd all talk about the issues that the show brought up or the relationship problems that we saw during the show between the characters. Really good dinner conversations. And that's why I think I really enjoy your podcast, Rico. We actually listen to it. I listen to it a lot alone, but my kids and I listen to it once in a while together. And it really gets us talking about stuff that's important, and we interact with each other on a different level because of it. Star Trek's always been a bright spot in our family. We've enjoyed the adventure, and we're hoping that it lives long and prospers. <laughs> Thanks for your podcast, Rico. Happy 100th. Love the Moyers in Aberdeen, Washington. Keep it up, Rico. Thanks a lot for that, Rick. Thanks for your comments about Trek and, and the family aspects of it. Uh, you have to say the same thing for me. Uh, it's really uh, helped my sons uh, enjoy it. I think my younger son uh, more. We've, been, we've watched them Deep Space Nine together and other Trek shows, the original series. Uh, the older one's more of a sports nut, and, uh, he's but, but he's seen the movies and he's seen Star Trek episodes as well. Uh, one thing I wanted to say uh, about uh, Star Trek and family things my older son, though, when he was really uh, little, like when he was about two, three years old, he uh, I, that's around the time uh, Next Generation was on the air. And I would sit down, of course, each week to watch Next Generation when it came on. And my son, my older son, Stephen, would sit down with me on my lap or, or next to me on the couch and we'd watch uh, Next Generation, even though he was, well, he didn't have a lot of say in the matter at the time. But I, I, I really remember that when the Enterprise would fly by the the screen during the opening credits so fast, he would get the biggest kick out of that. I don't know what it was. And I've seen other kids have this the same effect about that. Every time the Enterprise would fly by, he would like kind of giggle and laugh and then turn to me and smile the biggest uh, the biggest smile in the world. So uh, I, I'll always remember that uh, that aspect even though he's not too much into trek these days but i think deep down underneath it all 
he still remembers that maybe somewhere of uh, when he was very young. Uh, so thought I'd pass that little story along. Well, you know, we're going to take a little break uh, from the uh, audio calls. We've still got quite a few to go through, but I want to do a contest. This is for everyone that's in the chat right now. This is going to be a uh, Trek trivia contest. So everyone get to your keyboard. You're going to have to uh, type in your answers because you can't just audio tell me. It doesn't work that way. You have to type in. And basically, I'm going to ask a question. The um, the answer or the first person to get the answer correctly or correct is the, is the proper English on that? Yeah. Uh, get the answer correct uh, will win the prize. And the prize for uh, this contest is... The first prize, we've got a couple of contests. The first prize, the winner of this one for the uh, this trivia question is going to win the this uh, action figure that I've got in my hand and I'm showing on the camera. This is Ambassador Spock action figure, as he was seen in the TNG two-part uh, episode uh, Unification. So that's the prize. Uh, and here's the question. So everyone get ready. The, the first question, or the, the only question for this contest, the question for it, uh, here's the question. I want you to uh, tell me, there's kind of a two parts to this question. You have to get both of them correct. I, I want to know which of all the Star Trek series, uh, not counting movies, that's not really a factor, which of all the various Star Trek series lasted the greatest number of episodes and... I want to know how many more episodes it had than the next in line, if you understand the question. So which one had the most, and how many more episodes did it have than any other? Two-parters count as two episodes. Okay, so go. Well, we already have a winner, and I can't believe it that that was that simple. Uh, Spidey, and Spidey, didn't you win a contest before? I think when we did one of these, it seems like you did, but Spidey got it. Yes, the answer is... Uh, the Next Generation TNG by two episodes has the most episodes of any Star Trek series. They had 178 episodes, uh, two-parters counting as two episodes. So they did 178. The next in, in line would be Deep Space Nine did uh, 176, and Voyager was 172. So Spidey, send your details, uh, all your... Um, uh, post address and all that good stuff so I can send out your Spock action figure to the treksf at gmail.com email address. You're the winner, Spidey. Congrats. Maybe, yeah, I, I, I'm noticing some of the comments in the uh, chat. I, I may have had a little too much preamble to that question, perhaps. But the next question is going to be a little trickier, which we'll have more towards the end of the show. You're listening to the Trex in Sci-Fi Podcast, starring my friend, Rico. Let's, uh, let's move on. Let's take uh, another call. Uh, I'm not taking these live. These have been sent in ahead of time, but we're going to play. Uh, this one is a, a longer one, and the audio is so-so. I think it would, yeah, this one's through the voicemail. This is from uh, Rick Pete, and he has about a... a a nice long call about Star Trek and what it means to him. So I'm going to play Rick's another Rick's call uh, for you now. Hi, Rico. This is uh, Rick Pete from the forums. Um, I just wanted to leave you this message in response to uh, the 100th podcast for Trek and Sci-Fi. Um, I'm uh, I've been around a while, 
I was uh, watching Star Trek back in the 60s, and uh, and I've been a Trekkie or a Trekker or whatever you want to call it for for all that time. And I want to say that as an African American, Star Trek really offered a vision of the world that just made sense to me. You know, it showed a place where different races were celebrated and not demeaned. Uh, it tackled social ills and showed us a better way to be, a better way to live. Um, and that was very, very um, attractive to me as uh, an African-American boy and, you know, living in, a, in an environment that was not as enlightened, if you will. Uh, in my house, my dad was Mr. Spock in my mind. Uh, he always would say, you know, use your head. You know, don't get carried away by hormones or peer pressure. You know, do what you know is right. And quite honestly, I used to think of him as Mr. Spock. I'm comparing him to my mom, who is much more, um, you know, go for what feels right, you know, follow your heart. And my dad was more follow your mind, use your head for something more than just a, a hat rack. Um, and... Uh, not that my parents really watched Star Trek, but I think uh, my dad made a point occasionally to say, you know, Mr. Spock had the right idea on how to how to deal with issues. So when I look at where I am today, you know, I, I see myself adopting, you know, the leadership model of Kirk, while adopting the more analytical style of Spock in my decision making, um, and finding a balance between the two, which I consider the best of both worlds. Uh, no, no, TNG pun intended. Uh, I'm also amazed at just how much of Star Trek has impacted our world at large. You know, you look at cell phones, handheld, you know, computers like pocket PCs, um, three and a half inch floppy disks, to flash drives, um, voice recognition systems, you know, even automatic sliding doors. I mean, all of these were really the result of scientists and inventors, you know, seeing something like this in Star Trek and thinking, you know, that's cool. Um, I remember uh, I have a million Star Trek books, and I have one called The Star Trek Reader that was published a very long time ago. And in it, uh, Gene Roddenberry was recounting um, a situation where he received a phone call from several hospitals um, of administrators who, have, who were watching Star Trek and called because they wanted to know how they, were, how they had done the automatic doors in Star Trek because in their business, um, with all of the emergencies, you know, the ambulances coming into the emergency areas, they wanted to be able to use that technology so that when the guardians are coming out of the ambulances and they're coming into the hospital, they didn't have to worry about having orderlies there to open up the doors. Instead, the doors are just open automatically. And, of course, you know, Justin and whatnot had to tell them that, well, you know, we really have two guys sitting, you know, behind the set pulling those doors open at the last minute. Um, but, you know, look at us now. We have sliding glass doors in, you know, grocery stores all over the place. And why? Because somebody looked at what happened on Star Trek saw that that technology bore promise and went to figure out a way to make it happen. So um, to close, I just want to say that you know, I think more than many other shows, Star Trek has really had an impact on me, but also just ha had a real positive impact on the world and to show the world the way life could be, um, to move away from the pettiness 
um, that we see in our everyday lives and to strive for something much better. So thank you for uh, for considering this for your podcast, and uh, congratulations on number 100. Bye-bye. Thanks a lot for that, uh, Rick. Uh, Rick Pete uh, is also on the forums. Uh, it was a great call. A lot of interesting things said there. I like the, uh, the, you know, how the technology, you know, of Trek has has sort of come uh, and influenced people's lives. Uh, you know, every time I open up my cell phone these days, all I think about is Star Trek communicators, and it, it's just amazing to me of how many things that in the 1960s were science fiction are are already happening. You know, the only 40 or so years later, uh, you know, you have sort of bio beds and monitors and things in hospitals, uh, the communicator things, uh, lots of things that have been uh, thought of in science fiction, not just Star Trek over the years, are now sort of very commonplace. Computers, uh, think about what we can do now with computers and communication versus, I, I, I'm just amazed. I was in Germany uh, around in December, and, you know, all I do is pull open my normal cell phone over there and I'm able to call home back in the United States and get uh, as clear a, a phone, um, you know, connection as even if I was in, you know, a few miles away from home. It was just, uh, it's really remarkable. And if, if Star Trek has played a little part in that, uh, you know, that on its own is amazing to me. So thanks a lot for your call, Rick. Appreciate it. Let's see who we've got next. Uh, I've got Walter, I think. This is uh, WSO32 Walt, who is, I think, still in Paris, in France, uh, who is an American in Paris. He's uh, been on the forums, been on the show before, and here's his uh, talk about Trek for show 100. Hey, Rico. This is Walter from the forums, also known as WSO32. Just wanted to send in my comments for the 100th podcast about uh, what Star Trek means to me. Um, it is by far my favorite show that uh, that I've seen on TV and pretty sure it always will be. Um, really particularly enjoy the, the character interactions um, in, in Star Trek. Um, I'm a big fan of the original series. And my favorite episode, of course, is uh, Spock's Brain. I'm just kidding. It's uh, City on the Edge of Fever is my favorite episode, and particularly um, about Star Trek in general, I I really like the positive um, outlook that uh, Star Trek has on the future of mankind and the problems that uh, everyone was able to get past. I think that really sets it apart from a lot of the other series, and I just love... uh, Everything Star Trek, love getting on the internet and uh, talking to people about uh, episodes and the movies and uh, conventions and so forth, uh, much like I do on Treks and Sci-Fi. So just wanted to pass that along, and um, thanks a lot for uh, everything you do with the website there, Rico, and the podcast. Thanks. Bye. Thanks very much, Walter. I appreciate your comments. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh... It's always great to hear from uh, members, uh, you know, a few times you start to learn a little bit more about where they're, uh, you know, where they're coming from. And Walt's been on the forums for a while, and I think it's helped uh, helped him out. You know, he's uh, over in Paris, an American out of the country. And I know when I, even the little bit of time I've traveled outside the country in the last year or so, it's always nice to be able to get on the internet and, and hook up with friends from back home. So thanks a lot for that call, Walt. I appreciate it. Uh, let's see, next. Uh, it, I got a few more left to play of uh, calls. I don't know, maybe three or four. 
And then we're going to, the last kind of segment of this, we'll be talking about the sort of future of the podcast. And I'll have one more contest towards the end. So just let you know where we're at with the show right now. It's a little more um, loose uh, because of being a live show today. I think uh, it's going well. I hope everyone's enjoying it. And this is my uh, commercial interlude. La, 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 la. Because I don't have any music to play right now. (laughs) Excuse me, everyone. Uh, Too much Gatorade, sorry. Anyway, uh, so where were I'm sorry. Next, next call. Yes, Rico. Snap, snap it together, man. All right. uh, Next call is going to be from Christabel. It was Amy, who I've interviewed on the podcast. See how quick I snapped it back together? Gosh, I'm good. Uh, Amy's going to be telling us about Star Trek and the influences on her, and then I'm going to rip my phone out of the wall while I play this call for you. Hi, Rico. This is Amy Eulen, Christabel on the forums, and I want to congratulate you on your 100th podcast. Star Trek has meant so much to me over the years, but the thing that I treasure the most is the Star Trek community. Whether one is a Trekkie or a Trekker, a casual viewer or has memorized the Star Trek encyclopedia, a convention goer or a loner that communicates solely over the internet, we are all part of an incredible community. I appreciate people like you who provide us with a place to gather and share our passions. And all the Treks and Sci-Fi board members are so incredibly friendly and supportive. I really have been blessed in my fandom, having met many of my favorite actors, appearing briefly on Enterprise and in the upcoming Of Gods and Men movie, and having written for StarTrek.com. Yet all of these experiences are wonderful because of the people that I met who have become friends because of our shared experiences and love of Star Trek. It's comforting knowing that wherever I go in this world, I have an instant friend when I meet another Star Trek fan. It doesn't get much better than that. So, Rico, I look forward to the next 100 podcasts, and I can't wait until we all get to meet at the Star Trek experience in Vegas someday. Amy, thanks very much for your comments. I really appreciate it. Always great to hear from you. Uh, Amy, uh, of course, is is the, the star of the forums, or at least, I, I, I mean, the... Uh, the person that's actually touched uh, real Trek, I guess, the most, since she had that walk-on role on Enterprise, which we're all very jealous of, of course, Amy. And I'm not sure how many people out there have heard about this, but there's some new ABC, I think it's ABC TV show, that's uh, supposed to be uh, looking for Star Trek fans uh, and wanting information from them about uh, making their Star Trek dreams come true. You're supposed to write a little kind of essay on that and email it in. There's details on the forums about this if anyone's interested uh, I'm not uh, really sure whether I'm going to uh, participate or try for that yet or not, uh, but it sounds interesting at least, this new TV show about making Trek dreams come true. But it's not just Trek, it's going to be other things, I think, of course, too. But uh, they are looking for Star Trek fans for that. So, Amy, thanks for that, and we're really looking forward to uh, Of Gods and Men, which I think is going to be the first part out in April. So I also wanted to say Amy has a, a podcast out there now. It's a Shakespeare podcast, and I'm going to try to find the information on that from her about where the links, you know, the the main website. I know she has a website I've linked before on on my website, and I will try to put that in the podcast notes. So if anyone wants to hear more about Amy and learn more about Shakespeare, I will put that in the podcast notes, hopefully um, for this show. Let's let's move along. We've got uh, 
The next one I'm going to play from you, or for you, from you? From you, for you, I guess would be the way to say that. Yeah, that would be the way. The next one is from Tricky Geek. This is Tim. Uh-oh, wait a second. My wife's darting in here, so yes, you can all realize I am married. I don't just live with my parents. See? See? Right. There she yes. is. All right. Say hi to the fans. Hello, everybody. Your son's demon is on the phone, wants to be on your podcast. He wants to be on the podcast. Yeah, he can't right He can't be on the podcast. Well, you can talk to him. Say hello and talk. All right, everyone else, uh, uh, speak among yourselves for a second or two, and I'm going to pick up the phone. My son is on, and I don't know if you're going to be able to hear this or not, but let's see. My son, Stephen, from Michigan State University, and I have to ter- figure out how to turn my phone back on. Hello, are you there? Hey, how are you? <laughs> Yeah. Hey, uh, all right. Well, I'm going to try to um, talk real loud and say hi hi to everyone in in about two seconds, and I'll hold you up to the microphone. That's all I can do for right now. So get ready. Go ahead now. I don't think it's going to work. Send me a little audio clip. Can you record a little audio clip and send it in, and I'll slide it into the show at this point. Just just do a little audio file and email it to me. With the magic of editing... Here is Steve's audio comment now. It is January 27th, and this is MSU Fan, and coming from you from Michigan State University, and this is Rico's son. And the question today on my dad's podcast was, what does Trex and what does sci-fi mean to you? And I don't wanna, can't really answer that question because it doesn't mean that much, but I do want to congratulate my dad on 100 shows, and he does great work and takes a lot of pride in what he does and setting up these forums, and He's always looking for better and bigger ideas, and I really just hope that um, ever hope everyone continues to listen to my dad's show and really know how much he works at it, and he wants to put out a good product for everyone. And I think just listening to everyone, telling them what sci-fi means to them was pretty pretty awesome today, and I can see how my love for sports and things like that is a lot on how sci-fi means to all of you guys. So congratulations, Dad, for 100 episodes, and I am glad that everyone has really taken a a, uh, sort of liking to my dad's show, and he does great work, and he will continue to do great work for you guys because that's the type of person my dad is. So I'll leave you with that, and have a great day. Okay, bye, Steve. All right, bye-bye. All right. Did everyone enjoy that? That was my son, a uh, big college boy, uh, big six foot seven Stephen at Michigan State University. He wanted to say hi to everyone, said, Dad, keep on podcasting. He enjoyed my Gatorade comment. So uh, that's why he had to call since he's a big sports guy. So, all right, let's see. Where were we? Sorry about that, everyone. Uh, and for those that are on the are watching on the webcam, got to see my wife, Lynn. She made a quick little appearance. She's shy, let's just say so. All right, I've got uh, Trekkie Geek coming up now. This is Trekkie Geek's comments about, uh, he's got first a congratulations kind of message, and then there's another, uh, a second file about Star Trek and what it means to him. So I'm going to play both of those back to back. So here's Tim from the forums, Trekkie Geek. Hey there, Rico. It's uh, Tim here from the UK, also known as Trekkie Geek on the forums. And I'm just sending you this audio to congratulate you on your 100th podcast. I've been listening to the show since the Betacast, and um, this was my first foray into the world of podcasting. 
since then I have enjoyed each one of your shows and taking part in the forums. Indeed, it's now become part of my day to check up on the forums and see what people have got to say. I listen to many podcasts now, but um, I would say that pretty much none of them have the uh, the, the detail and obviously the, uh, the love that you put into each one. Um, I've learned, also learned many things uh, about Star Trek and other science fiction shows. I also consider myself very lucky to um, to have had dealings with so many pretty cool individuals on the forums. They really are a bunch of good people. So Rico, congratulations and uh, thank you for bringing this excellent show and the forums to all who enjoy it. And here's hoping that I will be sending you another congratulatory audio in another 100 podcasts time. Speak to you later, Rico. Hey, doing, Rico? It's uh, Tim here from the UK, also known as Trekkie Geeks on the forums. And here are just a few thoughts on what Star Trek means to me. My very first memory of Trek was the original series uh, during the reruns when I was a very young boy many years ago. I remember that I enjoyed it, but I can't remember why I enjoyed it. I also recall being terrified during the end credits when there was a picture of an alien's head on the credits. I still don't know what that alien's head is today, so if anybody out there can help me, that would be great. But my real love for Star Trek uh, started when The Next Generation appeared on our screens. I was about 15 at the time and uh, this was my first show that I religiously taped and logged. Uh, I ended up with literally dozens of VHS tapes for which I had detailed synopsis of each episode. My cousin was also addicted to TNG and he used to get tapes shipped in from America and we would have uh, Star Trek viewing nights. These episodes wouldn't be shown in the UK for at least six months so my geek cred was pretty high back then. Um, Star Trek is pretty much my favourite all-time show and the fact that there isn't any Trek on the television at the moment is, is quite sad. Even though, even though it lost its way towards the end, I still miss it terribly and I have major concerns about the new film as my posts on the forums show. So there you go, Rico. Uh, that's my little Star Trek big up. Quite simply, in my view, the ultimate TV science fiction show, and long may it continue in some form or another. Some form or another. Take care, mate, and I'll speak to you soon. Thanks for those great uh, comments, Tim, about Trek, and your congratulations about the hundredth uh, podcast and your mention about uh, participating in the forums and and you know having it kind of part of your daily routine. Yeah, there's. There's three or four forums uh, that I, I really like visiting each day. Of course, uh, the Treks in Sci-Fi one is the one I try to pay the most attention to. And uh, I think there's uh, a few others. It, it's just uh, it's nice to be able to uh, interact with fans, uh, especially when a lot of people, in, I think, in some areas of the world, you know, in different uh, places, uh, you know, just may not have a lot of interaction with other people that like Trek and Sci-Fi. It's, uh, sometimes it's a really big world and sometimes it's kind of a small world. But until you get to, um, you know, out to a convention, and even then it's really difficult to meet people. When you're in a convention with thousands of people walking around with bags of Star Trek and Star Wars goodies and to walk up to one of them and say, hey, you want to be my friend or whatever, it's, uh, you know, I think the Internet can be a great uh, place. And if used in those ways, uh, 
a really good thing, uh, even though there are people out there that think, uh, you know, computers, Internet bad, you know, that only these bad websites and bad places exist. And I, I really don't think that at all. And I think it's just how the people uh, use it and the communities that they form. So there's Rico getting off in his philosophy again. So anyway, let's move on because this is going to be, as you have noticed, a very long podcast. We may even hit two hours. Who knows? We don't know yet. We don't know. They're channeling Captain Kirk again. Anyway, let's, uh, let's go on to another call. This one is from who's next on the list. Sorry, everyone. Uh, we've got a call here from Joby, Joby Drone on the forums, who's talked to us before and, and been a uh, good participator on the forums. Joby's call about Star Trek and what it means to him up right now. Greetings, Rico. This is Joby, Joby Drone on the Treks and Sci-Fi forums. Congratulations on show 100. What a milestone. Star Trek has always been a part of my life. That show aired before I was born, though not by much, so I can't really picture life without it and wouldn't really want to. For all their dealings with weird alien races, though, magnificent spaceships and godlike omnipotent space children, TV shows, movies, books, video games, comic books about Star Trek have always fundamentally been about the humans. I think the reason Star Trek has endured for more than 40 years now is that no matter how bad things get, as human beings we have an innate desire to feel like things are going to be alright. Star Trek shows us that a not-so-distant future where things have turned out pretty darn good. Humankind is still striving to reach its potential, whatever that may be, and the stories of love, excitement, and adventure that surround that goal will always remain fascinating to me. And I would be remiss, Rico, if I didn't take this opportunity to thank you. Treks and Sci-Fi has filled in a very important space that's been missing for me since new Star Trek episodes went off the air. For me and many other fans, it helps keep us thinking, living, and breathing Star Trek at a time when it's been more difficult to do so. Week in and week out, I've been able to count on you, Rico, to bring back the old memories of the shows and the stories that I love. We listen to them, talk about them, write back and forth about them on the Treks and Sci-Fi forums, and it keeps the joy that we all get from Star Trek alive in our hearts. That's so important to me that I have a hard time expressing it. So once again, thank you so much, and again, congrats on 100 shows. I'll be here listening for each and every one that comes next. Joby, Joby, Joby. I like saying that, Joby. I just like saying that. Joby, thanks so much for that call. It was great. Uh, I actually enjoyed uh, also hearing the kids in the background. You know, that's great. I, I uh, Two boys, uh, they're not in that kind of age years are in anymore. Uh, when they make noise, it's it's much louder than that. So uh, although I'm sure yours can wind up sometimes too. I know how, how the little ones are, but that's uh, uh, the future. And, you know, I hope you're sitting down and watching Star Trek each week with them. Uh, get them when they're young. That's what I say. So thanks for your call, Joby. Really appreciate your comments, uh, along with all the rest uh, that have, uh, I've played so far. We've got, I think there's just like two left uh, of these calls, and uh, I'm saving uh, one I think that's pretty uh, interesting for the very end. But the next one is from uh, Jeff, Jedi Jeff from the forums, and then we'll have the final call right after that. I'll, I'll come back after J Jeff's call. And then, um, so we've got two of these, and then we'll get into the future of the podcast. Hi Rico, this is Jeff, Jedi Jeff on the forums. I just wanted to give you some of my thoughts on Star Trek. I've been a fan of Star Trek for over 20 years now. I started watching it back in the mid-80s when the original series was in reruns. 
Um, the TV series have always been a favorite of mine, more so than the movies, though I've enjoyed the movies. I enjoyed having a new adventure each week in a universe that I felt very familiar with. My life went through a lot of changes, just like most people, and I always felt some comfort in knowing there was a new Trek episode each week to watch and follow. Uh, the first Star Trek episode I really ever remembered watching was The Savage Curtain was when I was a child. My favorite original series episode was Arena and Spectre of the Gun. I found the themes in those episodes interesting to me. The next generation, I really enjoyed the episode Tapestry, as the message was very strong for me with Picard wanting to change his destiny and the after effects of that decision. Deep Space Nine, I really enjoyed Trials and Tribulations with the merge of the original series and Deep Space Nine cast. Many episodes dealing with the Dominion War also interested me as well. For Voyager, I really enjoyed Scorpion Part 1 and Part 2 with Species 8472 and Voyager making that deal with the Borg. I really enjoyed Enterprise and was very disappointed when it got cancelled. Amir Darkly is one of my most favorite episodes in that series, as I really enjoy the Mirror Universe and the Enterprise take. Thanks, Thank you for letting me share some of these memories and thoughts. Back to your show, Rico. Jeff, thanks for your comments, Jedi Jeff. Uh, Jeff is a also a Star Wars fan, obviously, from his, uh, his handle on the forums, and I've always... Um, I've always been a fan of both Trek and Star Wars, so there's there's a place, you know, even though sometimes those two groups uh, are sort of at odds occasionally. But uh, and I had this idea, I don't know, a couple months back, and I don't, I'm trying to recall if I mentioned it on the podcast, but I I kind of came up with this idea about saying that I am by sci-fi, and uh, I I know the people on the forums and people that listen to the podcast will call me on this if I've mentioned this before, but. I don't even know if that's a great way to term it, but you know that I I enjoy Star Trek and Star Wars both, so I like to call myself by sci-fi. And all of you for sound bites grabbing that uh, from the podcast. There you go. Rico is by sci-fi. Yes, yes, I am. So anyway, let's uh, let's go on to this last call. And I also realized I've got to kind of uh, formally, with maybe a minute or two after this call tell everyone a little bit more about what Trek has meant to me over the years, especially in my early, uh, earlier days. So I'll, I'll do that after this call. But this next one is from somebody, a woman named Sally from Oregon. And I, she's not on the forums. I don't believe she's written to the show before. But I, I, I just got this call uh, or this audio clip uh, yesterday, I believe. It came in f- uh, from her. And I thought it was a very, very interesting call. Uh, you have to listen real carefully. I think the audio is pretty good, and I'll try to turn it up a bit, but here's Sally from Oregon about what Trek has meant to her. Hi, Rico. My name is Sally, and I'm calling from Oregon. Thanks for this opportunity to talk about what Star Trek means to me. I get a lot of things out of Star Trek. It really depends what I need at the time. Some days I want a well-written story. Other days I need my faith in humanity reaffirmed. I may tune in to see my favorite actor perform or share an insight joke with a family I've come to love. Some days, I watch just to see something big get blown up. Star Trek does all of that for me. I have only been in the United States for about 10 years. I grew up in a society that had a rather narrow definition of what a woman should be. At the deepest, most philosophical level, Star Trek showed me a much larger picture of what a woman can be. It has changed my philosophy of life. 
Congratulations on your 100th show. Thank you for all that you do. Take care. Sally, that's uh, that's a very interesting call, and I really appreciate it. I'm glad you called in, and uh, you're mentioning about um, being from an area of the world, a society where women were not treated very well. It sounds like uh, it is an interesting thing, and I think it's really what uh, you know what Star Trek has always been all about, and that's you know infinite diversity, uh, accepting everyone for what they are and who they are, and it just um, well it. it it really bothers me sometimes deep down when I when I still realize that there's places in the world that that don't think like that and don't treat people like that and there are only a few things really that can get me uh, I'm a pretty easygoing person but that can really get me going occasionally and that's that's one of them and uh, but I uh, appreciate the call Sally I think uh, everyone who listens to this podcast and and Trex and Sci-Fi uh, completely um, you know really enjoys hearing that kind of thing and glad that you're in the United States where hopefully things are, are better for you, I hope. So thanks, Sally. Thanks for that call. It seems uh, from the people in the chat, I may have missed uh, one other person's call, so I may take a quick break here in a few seconds, but to look for that uh, audio clip, there's one other one uh, out there floating in the internet that I have to dig up for a second. But what I wanted to say, though, before I take a quick uh, break to look for that, and it'll be a short break, uh, especially for those listening to the show as it's uh, after it's edited and released tomorrow, talk about a little bit uh, of how Star Trek has kind of influenced and affected me. I've, um, I may have said on this uh, podcast before, but uh, when I, I was about 10 years old, my father passed away. And the next couple of years, let's just say, were a pretty difficult time for me. And it was around that time that I started to watch Star Trek reruns. Uh, I kind of, uh, I guess you could kind of say that Star Trek became sort of a replacement in a way for me with um, my father being gone. And the the characters, Kirk, Spock, and McCoy, I always kind of thought as sort of a, now this is me kind of, kind of come out a little bit strange, but uh, sort of surrogate father figures, I guess, in a way. I think I always learned about the ability to uh, judge things sort of uh, logically and scientifically, I kind of picked up from Mr. Spock. Uh, the the emotions and enjoying life kind of aspects of things from Dr. McCoy and the, the, the decisiveness and the ability to command and uh, command isn't the right word, the ability to sort of lead others to some degree uh, that I occasionally can use in work and other places and and pull the, the right team together to do a job from, from Kirk, of course, and his ability to make decisions, sort of use uh, the people around him and get input from others. Uh, all those things uh, sort of helped me get through some pretty difficult years of my early life, and Star Trek for that kind of was cemented in my psyche, I guess, uh, and especially the original series. And then when the other series come on, came on, of course, that also helped. The other thing that was a, a big factor for me in Star Trek was I have a, a group of very close, good friends that I, I grew up with in high school, especially uh, four or five guys that were very into sci-fi and Star Trek, and we are friends to this day, uh, partly because of Star Trek and science fiction and, and enjoying it and going to some of the early conventions together but forming the kind of, uh, I guess, friendship and bond that sort of endured over a long period of time. And I think I, I owe Star Trek uh, sort of that aspect, too. I, I 
takes me sometimes a little bit of time to uh, to make friends, but I tend to uh, to keep them around as long as I possibly can. So uh, so I guess that's sort of something that Star Trek has done for me. So uh, I hope uh, that's uh, kind of enlightened people. I can't re- recall exactly mentioning uh, Trek in those ways before on the podcast. Maybe I have, but it seemed uh, appropriate for today's show where everyone else is uh, calling in with their comments about Trek and, and what it's meant to them. So I'm going to take a very short break. I'll play a little bit of music, uh, and then I will be back hopefully with that one final call for uh, for this show. Okay, we are back and continuing the live Treks in Sci-Fi 100th podcast. Yes, Rico's filing uh, and audio filing system on his computer is top-notch. Uh, <laughs> I found Richard's uh, call. Another Rick Richard person calling into Treks in Sci-Fi. Here's his uh, audio comments about Star Trek. And sorry about that, Richard. It uh, it was there. It was just kind of down below a bunch of other files. But uh, like I said, here we go with Richard's call. Good day to Rico and everybody listening to the Treks in Sci-Fi podcast from Richard in Melbourne, Australia. Congratulations on 100 great episodes, and I'm looking forward to many more in the future. Just quickly for me, Trek is all about hope. Hope for a good future, a better future, hopefully where everyone can work together happily without war, greed, poverty, famine, all those sorts of things that are uh, causing problems for us at the moment. And I think that while some other TV shows are perhaps more gritty and in a depiction of the future and sci-fi, Trek often gives us hope for a better world in which we can all live uh, hopefully happily and well off. Anyway, uh, it's really great to listen to the podcast and I'm looking forward to more episodes. Uh, Keep up the great work, Rico, and signing out for now. Thank you. Thanks, Richard. Thanks uh, for that. Yes, uh, hope for the future. I, I definitely see Star Trek as being about that, uh, always about that. It's, um, you know, I, I never really thought about this before, but, you know, the um, the fact that Enterprise kind of ended sort of uh, abruptly in the fourth season, you know, I, I think it, it, it kind of tells us something about society. And a few people during uh, some of their different audio comments said this too. You know, I, I think people have almost kind of given up a little bit to some degree and, you know, they they had trouble believing in, in, you know, the Star Trek kind of future and what uh, what that could bring for us. You know, the the last maybe five, uh, half a dozen years, five, six years in the world, the United States, even a lot of places in the world uh, have been a very difficult time. And it's I think it's made people uh, maybe a little discouraged, disheartened a little bit. But for me, at least. And I think a lot of people that listen to the show and people on the forums and all that, I think this is the time that you really need to uh, look to Trek, look to the future, and, and not give up a, at all and continue to believe in a better tomorrow. Uh, for for those of us with children especially, I think that's true. And even those that don't have children, it's um, I think the world will get through this. I, I don't want to get all maudlin and, and you know strange here, but... Uh, I think everyone knows what I'm talking about to some, you know, to some level. And it's affected people in different ways and different, um, you know, areas and, and different things. Uh, but it's uh, it's not over. We'll get better. We'll get through it. And to me, getting it through it together, sharing things we, we love and enjoy is 
is a big part of that. It's how you deal with, um, you know, these tougher times that I think really shows what you're like. And I'm trying to recall, there's a quote I'm trying to think of that, um, and I think it was in a Star Trek episode, maybe somebody out there who's on the chat uh, can mention it, but something along um, the lines of something in a movie or, or Star Trek that they said something like, you know, you can be at your best, humans can be at their best when things are at their worst. Something, some kind of a quote along those lines. And, and I really um, believe in that. I think that's when you really have to respond uh, appropriately and not not give up hope. Uh, and I, I never have and I never will. So so there you go. And that's the, the end of the call section. Uh, it ran a little longer than I thought it was going to. Um, but I, I, I really, really appreciate everyone that sent stuff in. It was great to hear all of that. I, I, I'm glad that I had that idea to do that. I think it was... It's not quite, you know, you know, for people that do podcasts and, you know, have these hundredth show things or whatever they're doing, maybe didn't, did, uh, seemed a little different, but I, I really wanted to listen to what everyone else out there, uh, had to say more than just me babbling on, it, uh, about another Star Trek episode or about, Hey, look at me. I've done a hundred podcasts, Woohoo! <laughs> but, um, it's 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 fun, and I really do uh, want to get more of that. And and with that in mind, uh, let's talk about uh, 2007 and the future of the show. Uh, th- that is one of my uh, kind of targets and goals for this year. I want to do a lot more, uh, get a lot more feedback, and I, that started to happen. I think quite a bit more in the last few shows. Do some more Skype calls uh, with uh, the people out there. Do some more of these things where I kind of throw a topic out there and get people to call in. Uh, and, and tell me what they think about it uh, in relation to Trek or sci-fi or something like that. So that's going to be happening in the next uh, you know months of the of the show as we move on. It's still going to come out the same days and times pretty much. Wednesday shows will pop up here and there. Uh, the weekend show will continue uh, regularly every week uh, unless uh, um, you know in bed with some new parasite or bug or whatever. <laughs> Let's see the. Um, I did want to mention a few things about uh, what will be coming up in the near future on the podcast. Uh, I'm going to try to uh, bang through and cover the rest of the Star Trek films. I haven't uh, done Star Trek 5 and 6, and I haven't done any of the Next Generation films, so those I'm going to be looking at. And actually, I think I'm going to cover one next weekend. I think I'm going to cover Star Trek 5 on next weekend's podcast to uh, to get uh, through that and give people a new appreciation for William Shatner's Star Trek 5, The Final Frontier. So... That will probably be next weekend's show. The show after next weekend's is going to be a little different. We need to uh, start having a little more, uh, uh, what I would say, a little more fun occasionally with the show. Sometimes it gets a little serious, and that's okay, and and that's the kind of uh, show I want it to be. But uh, for the show, probably two weekends from now, which will be not next weekend, but the weekend after that, uh, which whatever date that is, somewhere around February 11th or so, We are going to do a sort of mystery science theater edition of Treks in Sci-Fi. I've got some people that are going to join me and rip apart the third season TOS episode, Spock's Brain. We're going to play the episode all simultaneously, and the audio for that will be playing while we all sort of pick fun at this classic bad Star Trek episode. And we'll, we'll see how that turns out, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So that's going to be coming up in a couple of weeks. The, um... The other things to look forward to, I'm going to still continue to look at occasionally classic sci-fi TV and movies. I want to look at the classic 60s show, The Outer Limits. 
I want to look, uh, do a show about Space 1999, which I've talked about uh, occasionally on the podcast, but I haven't done a whole episode about it. So we're going to do that uh, in the near, very near future. I'm also going to uh, probably each week try to involve and include a little uh, more Star Trek up-to-date news, have a, a very specified section in the podcast for that, along with Star Wars news and things that are going on. This could be just news about the films, movies, TV shows, what's coming out on DVD, uh, what's going on with the Star Trek movie, what's going on in Star Wars, the comic books. Uh, along those lines, I'm going to do a, uh, a comic book show, uh, which is another interest of mine. Really kind of spread things out a little bit and get a lot more, uh, a little more even variety than I've had over the last few months. And still continuing to do Star Trek episodes, Voyager, Enterprise, DS9. TNG, TOS, animated series, still going to be looking at those. So more of what you've been seeing and or seeing, well, sometimes seeing and mostly listening to on the podcast, but uh, a, a lot more variety of different things, trying some new things. And I think that will be a lot more fun and give you guys a little more uh, uh, change of pace from now and then, I guess you could say. So that's the future. Still going to also uh, cover collectibles as they come up uh, very soon. I should be receiving my very amazing Master Replicas Enterprise Studio Scale model, and I will probably be covering that. Well, definitely be covering that on a podcast very soon and giving you all the details, try to take some video of it as I open the box. And I'm really looking forward to getting that collectible. They're starting to ship out there. I should be getting mine very soon in the next week or two, hopefully, if if their schedule holds the way they said it was going to when I talked to them last. So that's coming up. Uh, it's um it's been a really great 100 podcasts and or if you count that beta cast 101 shows uh, i've really enjoyed it it's been um a lot more interesting and a lot more fun especially with the the people from that listen to the show and the people on the forums that participate each week so i just want another big thanks out to to all you uh, uh men and women guys and gals out there that have really uh, helped uh, make the show grow and get to the point we're at right now. So that's about all I had. And I'm going to stay online a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry. I realize this, but, uh, you know, I get talking sometimes. I have one more contest to do. This is going to be an audio contest. I am going to play, and then we will end the show after this. I'm going to play a short audio clip, and I will give you a hint. Guess what? It's from a Star Trek episode. One, uh, an audio clip from a Star Trek episode. And the first person to identify the name of the episode will win a copy. It's been opened. It's in excellent shape, though, of Star Trek Nemesis. You will win a DVD copy of Star Trek Nemesis, since Rico got a different one, a newer one. Um, But this one's still in great shape. And for those out there that might not have this movie yet... That will be yours if you win this contest. So stand by, and I will dig up the audio clip and play it for you. So everyone get ready. I'm going to play it in about 30 seconds for those that are in the chat right now. And once I play the clip, the first one to tell me the name of the episode will win the prize. The electromagnetic phenomenon known as Murasaki 312. Richard, you win. Richard from Melbourne, Australia. Yes, Galileo 7. You are the winner, Star Trek and Nemesis DVD. So, Richard, let me know your information to mail that out to you. Send me your address and everything at the treksf at gmail.com address, and I will send that off to you. Richard, you are the winner. 
and it it was pretty quick. Uh, it didn't take you very long to get that, so I'm uh, I'm happy to see that. So anyway, uh, I've gone on long enough. We're at like an hour forty or so minutes for this podcast. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. There's more to come. Everyone, stay tuned. Uh, this is just the beginning of the next 100 podcasts of Treks and Sci-Fi. Thanks, everyone, on the webcam. And I'll keep the webcam going for a little bit if you want to stay tuned, and we can chat a little bit, and I'll uh, talk to you uh, a little less formally. So everyone that's been in the chat, thanks a lot for that. That's been great fun, too, today. So this is Rico signing off for podcast show 100 of Treks and Sci-Fi. Thanks, everyone. I'll talk to you again very soon. Bye-bye for now. Live long and prosper. This has been a Rick Dosty podcast production. You said don't talk fast, and that's how you show excitement. All right, talk a little faster. Okay, this has been a Rick Dosty podcast production.